Every year I know we gonna go hard. We been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll even wish you good luck. Only thing I will Hey, 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 welcome into Lombardi's Legends Podcast. I am Wags, and joining me as always is Dane after a huge Packer win in Dallas in the wild card round. Just a dominating performance despite uh, a, a late surge of points uh, from the Cowboys at the end. But Dane, I was never worried. And the Packers, wow, uh, I cannot believe what we just saw. They went down into Dallas 48-32 ends up being the final score. That was a game that was almost never in doubt, Dane. Uh, what an incredible performance for the Green Bay Packers. How you doing, man? Wags, what is up, brother? I am, I'm almost speechless, uh, speechless as I can be. How about that performance from the Green Bay Packers? Packers just went down to Dallas and took care of business again, right? Six and oh, now in Jerry World. And I'm just so proud of this team. Uh, my boy Wilbur, who might be joining, might be on right now. He said one of his friends messaged, uh, during the game and said, I think the Packers are about to fire Mike McCarthy again. I love that sentiment. I, I'm so proud of this Packers team. So, Mike, how are you doing after what I, is almost inexplicable? Um, I was wrong. 37 points is not enough for this Green Bay Packer offense, and I just can't believe it. Yeah, that's just what an incredible performance, Dane. I mean, it couldn't have gone any better, honestly. That was a game that could not have gone any better. It was everything that we said, according to script. Packers, get up early. They kept the pedal on the gas, and they just completely throttled uh, the Cowboys, got them a little bit flustered, uh, forced uh, them to make uh, some throws and some plays that they probably would like to have back. And that's what happens in playoff football game. We yeah. talked about it. Packers were able to force the issue, dictate tempo, dictate terms, and uh, they just got way ahead and took care of business. And then I couldn't be more proud. Uh, of how they played in that second half. Um, certainly, I think we we can get into a lot of, of moments in this game just to, to mostly just praise how this team played. But um, in the third quarter, a- after the Cowboys, uh, it wasn't like they cut it really close, but get the, the field goal after the half, I thought was a big moment to keep them out of the end zone. Uh, but then Packers go down and score a touchdown right away to respond. Cowboys get a touchdown again uh, in response. Uh, don't get the two-point conversion. Miss the extra point then. Um, and how about it? Packers go down again and score. So, uh, you know, it, it was just an incredible performance. We've seen teams, especially young teams in that type of situation, start to get a little bit nervous. Things get a little, it's not even tight game at that moment, but uh, play a little conservatively. And then all of a sudden, things can just change in a hurry. But uh, Dane, just give all the credit in the world to this coaching staff, to this team. Uh, what a statement win and what a big win for all of these guys as part of their career. And now we get another week of playoff football. This was not a team that was supposed to even be in the playoff. And here we are. We're going to be going to San Francisco playing in the divisional round. 
Well, sometimes the most dangerous teams are the ones that aren't supposed to be there. So, right, like right away there's that. And and we said it uh, in our preview podcast for this game. So we got to say it up front because everybody's going to be writing about Jordan Love, and rightfully so. He was phenomenal. We'll talk about him. But, Wags, let's talk about Rasheed Walker against Micah Parsons right away. Micah Parsons early on in this game got a couple holding calls, but Rasheed took care of business. Zach Tom took care of business. This offensive line bullied them early and often. First drive of that game, uh, Aaron Jones running right up the backside of John Runyon Jr. on the right side. Next play, right up the backside on the left side of the line. Wags, the offensive line dominated and bullied this Dallas Cowboy defense early and often. And Jordan Love was magical, but we set the stage in our preview on Thursday night. We said, this offense can go as far as Jordan Love, but he needs time. He had time all game long to just deal and deal and deal. So you got to give so much love right away to Sheed and Zach Tom at the tackles because I thought that those two guys took care of business. And then the entire interior of the offensive line allowed Aaron Jones to just set the tone. Aaron Jones is at home down there in Dallas. It was just wonderful to see. So um, so many other great things to talk about, but Wags, I think we have to start right there, right? How good was that offensive line against this Dallas team? Dallas has not lost a game at home until Green Bay just went down there and took care of business. So, I mean, it starts up front in the trenches on both sides of it. And I love our both sides of our line this game. They just played really, really good football. Yeah, I, I mean, absolutely, Dane. And it looked like in that first series, there was a lot of pressure. We didn't get... We weren't getting really any holes in the first couple of runs that they tried. Um, Jordan was under pressure, but huge throw on his first attempt to Romeo Dobbs for about a 25-yard gain uh, and certainly was feeling pressure right in his face on that one. But you said uh, it was uh, offensive line, and then Jordan Love and Aaron Jones were taking advantage of the opportunities that they had uh, with that offensive line started to get more uh, uh, opportunities to open up some holes for Aaron Jones. Uh, and certainly the play action was just absolutely massive in this game uh, because the Packers were able to take advantage of that time and time again, especially in the second half uh, when Dallas just seemed like they were almost conflicted with their defensive calls. And Coach LaFleur was just uh, roping them in. It was a rope-a-dope type play calling situation. And then every time Dallas says, uh, you know, threw up their hands and said, we got to commit to stopping the run. That's a perfect opportunity. Coach LaFleur is getting that play action and Jordan Love and that offensive line, giving him just enough time to be able to oftentimes throw off his back foot. So absolutely, this offensive line uh, opened up some things. And that was just a masterful performance. Aaron Jones, um, you know, what he was doing in some of those cutback lanes, uh, yeah. there was some really big holes uh, for, by the offensive line. But there was some opportunities that Aaron Jones, just giving him the rock, he was able to, with his wiggle, uh, just make a little move, and it doesn't look like anything's there. And all of a sudden, he's got a seven-yard gain. All of a sudden, he's got a 27-yard gain. Uh, and that's what Aaron Jones is giving to this offense right now and is just phenomenal to watch. Um, so everything went to script for that Packer offense. But, Dane, I know Dallas ends up getting a bunch of garbage uh, time points. We'd be remiss, though, if we didn't talk about what this defense did for the first three quarters, especially uh, first three and a half quarters, for that matter. Uh, a, a phenomenal performance by the defensive side of the ball as well. 
So what what is what are some of the things that stood out to you, especially on the defensive side? Because uh, we saw late, uh, garbage time or not, this was a, a very good Dallas offense, and you start letting them get in a rhythm, they were going to put up a lot of points in a hurry. Well, yeah, and, you know, early on, I think it's, you know, complimentary football, which I think this team's been missing or had been missing. Um, it, it, you know, if Dallas had done that early on or if Green Bay goes three and out to start this game, it could be a whole different game instantly, right? But Dallas is off on their back foot to start this game. So, um, wow, what a defensive performance. Your boy Darnell Savage, Wags. You're somebody who's been calling out Darnell Savage as someone who's been um, quietly an equalizer. I think on the back end of this defense. And, and so I've got to give you credit right, right on the, on, on the uh, top of this pod wags, because you've been saying Darnell Savage, when he's out there, the defense just looks better. They look more settled. And, and not only did they look more settled, but he also had that pick, pick six for you before half, which was just uh, icing on the cake or more so. I mean, that was just a tremendous play by Darnell, Darnell Savage. It's almost like it's been. Five years in waiting. Savage has had so many opportunities where it's this close, can't quite close. And for him to have that pick in that moment is just huge for the defense, but also huge for Darnell Savage, the man, I think. So kudos to you, Wags, for, for your shout out of Savage in our preview. Um, I'll also just say up front was awesome. Kenny Clark played a phenomenal game. Kenny Clark was in Dak Prescott's business all game long. I thought he was in the face of the quarterback. He was in the face of using the backfield. Um, and it was just a really active defense. And then something else that I noticed that was interesting, I don't know if you noticed this at all, but for the first time, I saw Quay Walker was getting all the run at inside linebacker, but we also saw um, uh, uh, McDuffie getting some of the early snaps and Devondre Campbell getting some of the passing snaps. Um, that's the first time we've seen that. Traditionally, when Campbell's been healthy, he's been out there for the early snaps uh, on, on, you know, um, first, first in distance and in the third down and everything in between. This is the first time we've seen them kind of rotate those guys in. And I love to see that, to be honest with you, because um, while Campbell didn't get the pick today, he's much better in the pass game. But I would argue McDuffie's been much better uh, in the run game. So good, good for this Packers team come playoff time, to throw another little wrinkle in there. We saw a couple of wrinkles today. Uh, defensively, we saw that. Offensively, we saw the Tucker Craft bubble screen, which I love to see. We're just seeing little things from this Packer coaching staff in, in a huge win. Um, but but it all comes back to Wags. It's it just a, a phenomenal start to the game. And and for them to basically zero out, zero out a very powerful Dallas offense in the entire first half. It took Dallas to the last play of the first half, and I would argue questionable clock management by the clock operator in Dallas uh, to allow for that touchdown to happen. Uh, pretty damn good by Joe Barry and this defensive coaching staff and from the guys individually. So just really impressive across the board. Yeah, I, I certainly. Uh, it's, it's one of those things where um, – that sequence at the end of the half, there's a lot of ways the Packers are up 27 nothing at the half, or at worst 27 three. Um, missed the the uh, false start on that last play too. Clearly, uh, left guard Tyron Smith uh, jumped, and that was something that was missed. And um, and then the flags at, at the end and the clock, as you said, there was some some weird things going on there. I thought the clock should have struck zero, but um, uh, certainly it, it didn't matter. The Packers have responded to adversity all season long and 
They responded to adversity in this game and did not allow the Cowboys to even gain an inch in this one. Uh, and the defense, uh, stepped up big in some of those situations as well. Um, so anyway, just, uh, kudos all the way around with that. Dean, I think we got to get to some reactions here in our chats, man. Yeah. Um, can you, I'll let you take it away on the Instagram chat and I'll get some of the reactions. So folks, if you're live with us, Go ahead and put your instant reactions. Uh, go ahead and put up your thoughts on this game. Uh, and we'll, uh, get to some of those throughout here, but I uh, want to be able to highlight some of the reactions that we're seeing on our Instagram, on our YouTube, on our Facebook channels and, uh, get those, uh, instant reactions up here too. So Dane, I got yeah. you queued up. Let's get some reactions uh, from the Instagram chat, man. Yeah, and I'm scrolling. We got so many folks joining. We love you all. Um, first of all, I just have to give a shout out. My dad, I think I saw jump down. It's my dad's birthday. So happy birthday to my dad, 64 today. Happy birthday, dad. But we've got uh, Davon Smith. He says, let's go. And and then we got go back, go for my boy Wilbur. Uh, seven says, yes, sir. Mike, how about them boys, LMAO? G Park says, go pack, go. Uh, we got Davey says, they should... Um, Play taps as McCarthy leaves the field. Um, Johnny California, Packers march into Dallas and beat the S out of the Cowboys. Uh, Kathy says, go Pack, go. Carla, so fun. Adam says, let's go, boys. Um, there's just so many wags. Uh, uh, Sabi Kid says, go Pack, go. Holy crap says, Wasik. Um, I think that's a, a fair one. So, I mean, everybody's so darn jacked right now. All gas, no break. Adam says in, in, in the great, uh, OG Park says, do you believe in love? Yes, we do. We do believe in love. <laughs> Jordan love tonight. Um, just, just so much excitement in the chat right now. Um, and, and um, just, it's, it's awesome. Guys. I mean, I think that that's the excitement right now is there's just so much excitement going on. And now the Packers get to move on. Yeah, absolutely. In the Facebook chat, Wayne, what's up, man? One of our OG fans. Uh, he says it perfectly. We played, we showed up, we showed out, we won. San Francisco 49ers, we're coming for you. Uh, I love that. Um, certainly uh, looking at the chat, uh, we've got Kevin, what's up? What's up, Kevin, our boy, uh, live from the Northwoods. Uh, thanks, Kevin. And then uh, a couple of other thoughts here in the Facebook chat. Um, Susan, uh, thanks for joining, Susan. Score doesn't reflect the story of the game. Uh, why did they uh, let Dallas keep scoring in the fourth quarter? You know, that's just the NFL, Susan. I mean, we see that. I know we sometimes we've, we've got our green and gold goggles, and we really focus on the Packers. But uh, the thing is, is that happens in almost every game. Uh, lots of games are blowouts, and the other team goes and puts up you know, 14, 20 points in the fourth quarter. And it's, it wasn't as close as the final score. You're absolutely right. And, uh, so that's, that's not really something I'd be too concerned about. Uh, Mitch, what's up, Mitch? Thanks for joining us also in the Facebook chat says, surrounded by Cowboys fans here in Arkansas. Uh, this feels like the darn Super Bowl. Well, we're not there yet, Mitch. Uh, we're still alive. You never know. Crazier things have happened. And, uh, the way that this young Packer team is playing right now, I'm not going to, certainly sell them short of anything so um dane i think we need to get into um some key performances i i would love uh hack i would love unless there's something else that you want to segue into i'd love to get into some leap vodka uh players of the game let's give some game balls out and then if we got some more reactions or questions or thoughts from the chat like we can jump back to that as well 
Yeah, no, I think that's great. And and Wags, I, I do have to ask you one question because Wilbur put it in the chat. Um, Greg Olson was talking um, earlier uh, in the game. He was asking about the turning point of the season. Um, and, and Wilbur and I argue it was the Chargers game, mostly because we were actually at the game. Um, but if I'm taking my, my uh, belief out of that, um, I might actually think it was that Pittsburgh game you were at the week before. Even though the Packers didn't win the game, I thought that that was a game where they really turned the corner. So before we get into that, I just want to hear, because we have rounded a corner, right? This offense has completely exploded. So where does this come from? And then I do want to talk all about our league players of the game. But where does this come from? Because it's so damn impressive what we've seen over the last 10 weeks or so. I, it is. It's it's really incredible. I mean, and there were some ups and downs in there, certainly, um, no doubt. But, Dane, how about this? Let's just say that we manifested some legendary, uh, you know, some legendary vibes. And uh, I, I went into Pittsburgh, almost was able to, to give them enough vibes to play, win. Uh, that was an amazing game. That was the first game, honestly, since week one against the Bears. Uh, the Packers were two and four in that at that point. They lose the game to fall two and five. But I left that game almost, you know, strangely feeling good about the team. I said, that looked like a real football game. They played well on both sides of the football. Pittsburgh was just better that day. And that can happen. Um, but they had an opportunity to win at the end. Uh, and then I handed off the baton and you and Wilbur went in and, and gave them just enough extra vibes. I, I think that next week, uh, in order to, to start the win streak. So, um, we can, we can both take credit. I'm fine it's with really, that, Dane. Uh, it's yeah. a, it's a, it's a Lombardi's Legends, uh, vibe check and, and we, we combined <laughs> to, to bring some, some powers of, of legendary, uh, to, to this season. And I'll tell you what, who cannot be surprised uh, by what has happened uh, since that point? So, yes, turnaround of the season happened, and um, but it wasn't that line. The Lions game, you start to say, wow, okay, maybe they actually do have a chance. But they had to win several games before that in order to even be in the picture. That just got them to 500, and then they were able to do just enough the rest of the season. And now here we are. Uh, so we'll have time to talk about the 49ers in our next podcast. I just want to revel in the victory of this one. So, um, Dane, uh, any other thoughts before we get into the, the, the leap vodka players of the week? No, let's, let's get right into it. I think that's awesome. And let's talk. I, I want to, I want your take first and I want to talk about Jordan Love last. Okay. Because he's was so darn good. We've got to touch on him, but maybe can we start with Romeo Dobbs? Every week, this offense, right, has a different dude step up, it seems. And Romeo's been, dare I say, dormant over the last few weeks compared to Wicks or Reed or all these other guys. And this was the week where Romeo just blows up, has 150-plus yards receiving. So how about Romeo Dobbs as a leap vodka, uh, a big cheese player this week? Because he was phenomenal legs from start to finish. Yeah, absolutely. And and Romeo was just settling in the zone and made some tough catches, um, some excellent throws uh, for Jordan Love, just seems uh, to find him on a couple of those early throws across the middle. Um, I would argue the the toughest catch that he had uh, was the one he was the most open on, and Jordan kind of had to lollipop it up to him just to make sure that he gives him a chance to, let's get the completion first, and then whatever you do after that is just gravy. But um, you know, he did a good job of coming back, using his hands and cradling that. But, um, 
I, I mean, it, it almost seemed like that was intentional, Dane. The way that they were running some rubs, the way that uh, Romeo Dobbs was attacking that middle of the defense, and that was clearly something that it, it was a big part of their offense early in the first couple of drives. They went back to it a couple more times uh, throughout the game, especially in the third quarter. Uh, but uh, they found a weakness on tape, and they were able to exploit it again and again. Uh, but Romeo Dobbs, uh, a couple of those catches, uh, tough catches when you're in, in a lot of traffic and you know you're going to take a hit. He goes up, makes some nice catches, uses his hands, uh, is able to secure the football, uh, and, and really just some plays that gouge this Cowboys defense, uh, especially in that first half and then that third quarter. So um, you said it, Dave. It seems like the Packers have so many weapons now that it's a pick-your-poison. Uh, Jaden Reed uh, didn't even really do anything today. He didn't have a single reception, only one one or two targets, I think. Um, uh, Dontavian Wicks didn't really have uh, you know, a lot of targets in, in this one. Um, and those are two guys that have been a huge part of this Packer offense. Uh, but maybe next week it's their turn again. And, uh, or Christian Watson, if he's more healthy, gets more targets next week. So it's just so exciting, uh, to see, but I'm really, really happy for Romeo Dobbs. Um, as you said, he's been a guy that has been quietly a big and steady part of this offense, even if he's not accumulating, you know, eight, 10 catches a week or hundred yard games or a thousand yard season. Um, I think Romeo Dobbs was, has been maybe slightly forgotten to your point, uh, but was able to come up big on a big stage in this one. But Dane, um, I, I, that's, I, let me set you up here since you did for me. Um, you might have a couple other thoughts on Romeo. So I don't want to steal your thunder, but, um, how about Aaron Jones though? Uh, 20 touches again. Uh, it's a, a big thing that we've been wanting for years and years. It's consistent games. So now four straight games that Aaron Jones has 20 or more touches, uh, and, uh, 19 carries, uh, for 115 yards, one catch for 13 yards. So 20 touches, 128 total yards. And, um, it, it was tough sledding in terms of yards per carry early, but was able to get the first two touchdowns, uh, just does an amazing job down there. But Dane, how about Aaron Jones and the impact that he's making on this Packer offense this last four games? Yeah. So, you know, going into this game, we thought that Jaden Reed and Aaron Jones could be the differences um, because they, they could really tilt it. The Cowboys had, had trouble against slot receivers. And when they lost games, it was against the run game. If you told me Jaden Reed didn't really have a catch in this game and the Packers put up 40 plus 48 points, I'd be like, okay, that sounds great. But, you know, I'll take what you're having. Um, clearly it didn't matter, but Aaron Jones was just phenomenal. Yet again, he, he's played so well down there in Dallas Wags, but, but more than that, his vision was so good. And he's a huge piece, I think, to why this Packers offense is just completely taken off in these critical games down the stretch. And I think we're both old enough to remember James Starks. And this is very different. If you all remember, James Starks is on the IR like all year, the Super Bowl season in 2010. And then his first real touches were in the playoffs. Uh, and, and he, and the Packers offense had no run game to speak of. And then they just skyrocketed when James Starks touched the ball. It's not quite that. We all, Aaron Jones has been a beast for years, right? But, um, Jones has said it himself that he feels like he's in his prime. He feels fresh. And, and it, running back is such an odd position where, you know, if you don't play some weeks, but you've got fresh legs down the stretch in important games, 
it can be the difference between being that guy and a guy who just looks, you know, a half a step slow. Aaron Jones mm-hmm. looks like that guy at the most critical time. And, and give it not only uh, to Aaron Jones and this offensive line, but to Matt LaFleur. We've seen time and time again um, with coaching staff where we've gone, oh, man, just feed it to Jones and they don't do it. LaFleur included, right? Um, certainly Mike McCarthy. Um, but LaFleur seems to be willing right now to just hand it to Aaron Jones until the wheels fall off. And he understands that, hey, it's playoff football. Aaron Jones wants the ball. Feed the man the ball. So so Aaron Jones, yet again, 100-plus yards rushing, just played another great game. And Wags, I mean, look out for this offense. A healthy Aaron Jones is disgusting in this offense because the, the Packer receivers and the tight ends spread everybody out. And they can, they stress them so much, the defense down the field, that then they hand the ball to Aaron Jones. And that's really when they tilt it, right? Is when then they're able to run the ball. So, so I, I, what more can we say other than Jones had really, really good vision, some really huge cutbacks yet again this week. And he's a difference, um, early on in this game because, you know, yes, the Packers just put up a ton of points, but the part of the reason they put up a ton of points because Jones just, yes, it was tough sledding, but he got those tough yards when we needed to. Uh, early on in the game. So just huge kudos to Aaron Jones for just playing great football yet again. Yeah. Uh, yeah <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny because AJ Dillon was kind of the main guy for a, a big stretch of this season when, when Aaron Jones missed so many games and now he's out. Uh, and in some ways it forces the coaching staff to say, all right, well, you know, yes, we've got, um, you know, we've got other guys that can go in there and carry the ball and Emmanuel Wilson or, uh, uh cer- certainly, um, um, Patrick, Patrick Taylor. Thank you. Yeah. But, um, we're just going to feed Aaron Jones and he's going to be the guy versus doing that every other series thing with AJ Dillon, um, or feeling like there's a kind of a rotation. Let's just make Aaron Jones a bell cow, especially at this point of the year. You're in playoffs, you're do or, do or die situation. Um, let's give the rock to your, your, your feature guy, uh, that can make something out of nothing time and time again. And then when the offensive line does get those holes, he's just going to just hit that seam, uh, and, and really, uh, pick up some chunk yardage. So, uh, beautiful to see. Uh, Dane, all right, let's talk about Jordan Love. We have to do it. Do it. Do only threw the ball 20 times in a game that the Packers scored 48 points. Um, only had four incompletions. I mean, and, and I would argue, I would argue, yeah, sixteen of twenty, two hundred seventy-two yards, three touchdowns. I would argue he, he he honestly could have could have probably had eighteen of twenty because uh, uh, I I think Kraft should have. You can argue about that play call at the end uh, where you know I think everybody's saying just run the ball, let it go down three minute warning and punt. Uh, but at the same time, Kraft probably should have caught that pass. And I think there was one other drop or kind of a, a play where it could have been a catch. I, I can't remember off the top of my head, so I, I could be wrong on that. But I feel like there was one or two more. Uh, Jordan Love easily could have had 18 of 20. Uh, and the game would have been over at that point uh, if Kraft secures the ball. Um, so say what you will. The play was there. It, it, it was probably getting a little bit cute. Uh, in that situation, just run the ball, let it go down to two minute warning punt. They, they're not going to be able to uh, go 90 yards down the field, uh, with no timeouts, uh, and then kick an onside kick unless something just devastating happens. But, uh, anyway, Dane, Jordan Love just so poised, uh, and, and for him to go into Dallas and do what he did tonight, I think just solidifies his status as the guy. 
not only of the Green Bay Packers, but I think that's going to, if people around the league weren't already turning heads with what Jordan Love has done in the second half of this season, there's no doubt now. I mean, this is a guy that is certainly going to get his flowers after uh, another huge performance, but to go down into Dallas and in, you know, key situations time and time again, just come up with big plays uh, when the pressure is bearing down on you. He said offensive line did a great job, but Dallas was still getting pressure in his face and, and Jordan Love was able to respond and he had just enough time to make some just absolutely phenomenal throws, phenomenal reads. Uh, and uh, so uh, just a, an amazing performance. I couldn't be more proud of what Jordan Love has done uh, down the stretch, but especially to compound that. Uh, we've seen guys play really well and then go into a, their first playoff game and kind of maybe fold or get a little bit uh, nervous or not play as well as they had been. Uh, Jordan Love just went down and uh, just kept it going. And so that is just uh, truly uh, remarkable to be able to to witness that. And, and I couldn't be happier for Jordan Love uh, personally. And then obviously as a Packer fan, couldn't be happier to see what he was able to do down there uh, tonight. So Dane, uh, any other thoughts though on Jordan Love? No, I mean, you took the words out of my mouth, Wags. Um, just how many times have we seen quarterbacks have great regular seasons? I mean, we just faced a guy, Dak Prescott, a remarkably good regular season, and then they just don't play the same way in the playoffs for whatever reason it is. There's always a multitude of reasons. Hell, Aaron Rodgers a lot of times, just not the same guy. And I'm not, I'm not trying to do all that, right? But what I am going to yeah. say is that Jordan Love, for one game, his first playoff game, he acted like it was week three, right? Like that's what, that's what Jordan Love looked like. He just kind of rolled out of bed and just balled out again. So um, just really, really good football um, from Jordan. He just looked so darn poised. Poised is the word, right? He looks like a guy who's just like, no big deal. I'm just going to go about my business and make throws. And, and you said it. There was pressure in his face. Jordan was dealing. They're coming at him. Jordan's dealing. He feels the pressure. Jordan's dealing. He does not look like a first-year starter. Uh, I'll put it that way. And he looks completely comfortable. And this is really what's telling about Jordan Love to me. And it's not just this week, but uh, all these last few weeks that have been playoff games. He looks the most comfortable in the most uncomfortable times. He looks like, okay, now it's time to go to work. So it's just so exciting to see what we are witnessing out of Jordan Love. And you're right. Anybody who doesn't get it now that he's not a threat and that he's not dangerous is absolutely nuts because he looks like he can just take care of business. And with these weapons, I mean, you said it all. How good was Jordan Love? He was that good, right? He's that guy. And and Wags, I want to ask you a question. And I sincerely mean this. I don't want to put you on the spot, but when was the last time a Packers quarterback had that good of a playoff performance? Was it back in Dallas with Aaron Rodgers to, to cook? Like it's been a number of years since we've seen a quarterback have that kind of playoff performance when they've been, especially when they've been an underdog. It's been a long time since we've seen that. Yeah. I mean, in terms of just dictating the game, I, I certainly, uh, NFC championship game against the Buccaneers. I thought Rodgers played a great game, but didn't necessarily dictate the game. Uh, and it wasn't entirely his fault. We, we don't need to relitigate that. Yeah, right. Uh, but I, I, that's the last one that really comes to mind for me, Dane is, is, you know, it, Aaron was Aaron for the most part in that one. Um, but it, it wasn't the same feel, obviously, as, as what Aaron or what Jordan and this offense was doing 
tonight is is getting out in front and then just you know just pouring it on right. uh, and never and relentless and not letting up so that was that was just beautiful um we've got some uh, additional comments i wanted to highlight here uh Turner, I, I can't read their name correctly. I apologize in your handle. He says Jordan Love is him. Uh, Rooster Coburn uh, says there will be a bright future for Packer fans. Rooster, I would argue that the future is now. Wow. Bright, it's bright right now. Don't, don't. Uh, sometimes uh, we lose sight of the present moment, and the future is now, and it is very bright. Your 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 sentiment is spot on. But um, really enjoyed this moment, honestly, because you never know how many opportunities you're going to have. Hopefully we'll have a lot to come. But we've seen time and again, crazy things can happen in the playoffs. And a team, all it takes, get hot at the right time. Let's do it. Let's make a run. Why not these Green Bay Packers? I ask you, why not? So, again, we'll get to talk more about the 49ers uh, when we get to our preview podcast on Thursday night, Dane. But uh, certainly it's uh, a lot to celebrate and a lot to smile about after this one. Um, I got go I got one more I want to really highlight is Matt LaFleur. Um We touched on it a bit, but my goodness, what a game from Coach LaFleur. And the biggest thing that sticks out to me, and it, it, it was so – it was so – perfectly timed against Mike McCarthy of all coaches was um, late in the game. And we ended up meeting every point, right? Because that's the NFL um, late in the game. It's fourth down and Mike McCarthy would have kicked the field goal every 10 out of 10 times. And Matt LaFleur in fourth down goes for the touchdown. The Packers score a touchdown. And to me, that is the difference. It, you talk about dictating and Jordan Love dictated. Matt LaFleur also dictated this game. He just, he stuck, he stepped on the Cowboys neck when, when they needed to. And it was just awesome to see that. And obviously it's all sunshine and rainbows when it works. And when it doesn't, everybody's going to question them, but it worked. And I just love the aggressiveness for Matt LaFleur. So we just have to, he, you said it already. He had them on their heels, I think, from, from the first snap of the game. It just seemed like this Packers offense had Dallas's defense, uh, defense rocking. Um, Quinn, Dan Quinn just seemed a little off kilter the whole game, but my gosh, in critical moments, Matt LaFleur was not afraid to attack and attack and attack. And in doing so, all the trust in the world in Jordan Love. He put the ball in Jordan's hands over and over and over again. Um, so, so it's a team effort, right? And for the first time, truly, we're seeing a Matt LaFleur offense. And, and uh, we're watching Jordan Love just blossom before our eyes. So it's kind of a marriage of Jordan and, and the head coach of Matt LaFleur. But my gosh, that was a heck of a call by, by Matt LaFleur and a heck of a game by Matt LaFleur. Coaches get trashed all the time and we, we do it ourselves. But LaFleur, like superb offensive coaching today. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I think we do need to highlight a couple of uh, Leap Vodka defensive players of the game and give a couple other game balls out on the defensive side. So one, I'm just going to go ahead and give to, to Darnell Savage. I think there's additional guys we could highlight. So I'll let you select one other defensive player if you'd like, Dan. But um, Darnell Savage, I mean, this was a total team effort on the defensive side. Uh, we, we said at the top, I don't care that Dak Prescott threw for 400 yards and the Cowboys ended up with 32 points in this one. Yeah, you'd like to just close it out, but um, you're up by what? We were up 32 points <laughs> with about eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. I, I mean, it, the game's over. It, it was over and you, you know, uh, to varying degrees, what, I, but 
it doesn't matter. Um, what I think at that point, Prescott had less than 200 yards passing, uh, one touchdown and two interceptions. The defense played phenomenal. So I, I know that you look at the box score and that can be a little deceptive, uh, but the defense played phenomenal. Uh, and you said it. Um, it may not entirely be a box score thing, although when you get a pick six, uh, you're going to uh, show up in the box score as well in a big way. Obviously, it's an impact play for Darnell Savage. Um, so I couldn't be happier for him uh, because he's had some up and ups and downs uh, with injury and, and performance the last couple of seasons. But he's looked really good when he's been out there this season. So I don't know what it is, uh, but the dude seems to be setting the tone on the backside of that secondary. Uh, and so you've got to give uh, Darnell Savage a lot of credit for that. It's the fourth, game, third, fourth game in a row. Darnell Savage has been back, I think, third game in a row, fourth game in a row. And the defense has looked just different uh, when he's been out there. And so uh, coincidence or not, uh, I'm going to choose to continue to give him a lot of credit for what's happening in that Packers secondary. And uh, he was able to make a big impact play to get in the box score in this one. So, Dane, any right. any game balls you want to hand out on the defensive side? I'm going to go with Kenny Clark. I thought Kenny – and I'm just – it's kind of a, a group effort. It was a D-line, but I'm going to give it to Kenny because he had some stand-up plays, right? He was in the backfield a fair amount. But um, Tony Pollard was inconsequential largely in this game and made this offense one-dimensional. And it allowed Darnell Savage and the rest of this defense to just be ball hawks for a lot of the game. I mean, the offense made Dallas go down early, and then the defense didn't let Dallas really get back in it, particularly, I thought, the defensive line. So, um, but, but I could give it to a bunch of dudes, right? Quay Walker, I thought, played really. There's guys, right? So many guys played good. Jair, uh, big Jair interception, obviously. Huge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it looks like. He may have tweaked his ankle, so we'll have to see how that is. But that's, again, a, a discussion. I'm actually glad it was the ankle because when he went down at first, I thought it was his knee. Um, so I, I'm I'm relieved regardless of what his status might end up being for next week. I'm, I'm relieved that it was clearly the ankle and not a knee or some other different type of injury. Um, so uh, I, I think he seemed relieved on the bench, even though he didn't come back in this game. Uh, I, I think that was definitely – a good sign, uh, regardless of what his status ends up being for next week. So, um, Dane, any other closing thoughts before we sign off on this one? No, I mean, we're going to be pre, I don't know when, do we play Saturday, Sunday? I don't even know. I'm not even happens. sure yet. Yeah. yeah. Hope, hopefully it's Sunday. I think the league would really be messing with us if we're a Saturday game, but yeah. we'll just have to wait and see. I, I, it might not, we might not even know until tomorrow. I'm not sure because we've got two, two games tomorrow now because, uh, certainly one of them is an AFC game. So I guess that one won't really matter too much, but, um, we'll see. I, I guess technically maybe they throw a bone to the, you know, the winner of the, um, the Tampa Bay, um, game and, and, and that's an Eagles and, and perhaps they get to play Sunday and the Packers will be on Saturday. Frankly, I think these games should be on Sunday. I, I'm, I'm, but that's, that's just me, Dane. Um, but you know what? We, we're fortunate enough to get another game, and that's all that matters. And, Wags, I'm just going to say this, and I'm going to preview before our actual preview uh, against the 49ers. I know a lot of Packers fans have a lot of um, angst towards the 49ers. We've been at 49er games that have, the Packers have lost in the playoffs. Like We, we witnessed it in, our, in person. This is an entirely different team. Okay, so I'm just going to put it out there right now. Throw all that crap out the window. This is a new brand. It's a new era, Green Bay Packer football. Um, the, Kenny Clark is the only Green Bay Packer from the 2017 game against the, the Cowboys. 
Uh, not an awful lot uh, of dudes that have played the 49ers uh, in, in some of those games in the past. So just throw that crap out the window. This is a new-look Green Bay Packers team against a, a new San Francisco team. So I just want to plant that seed before we go into our preview podcast on Thursday night. Yeah, and I love the whole vibe and attitude. The coaching staff and the players. Um, you highlighted Coach LaFleur. One of right. the things that he said in his pregame uh, was, we're going to throw some haymakers today. Um, let's get after it. And I think clearly that was uh, a tone and a vibe and, and an attitude that the entire team embraced. And there's no reason to change that approach next week. And uh, again, uh, it's good. It doesn't get easier, but, um, if we can continue to play loose and play well, yeah, the 49ers, uh, they've got a supremely talented roster. They're the favorite in the NFC for a reason. Uh, but I'm really looking forward to having another week of football and another game to preview and another game to talk about. Um, I couldn't be happier and prouder uh, to be a Green Bay Packer fan than I am tonight. Yeah, Wags. So, folks, thank you for listening. I mean, first of all, we said it before the, the game started. We are just having so much fun. This is We've been doing this for five-plus years, this podcast. We've been lifelong fans, five-plus years doing the pod. And um, how fun has this season been? Um, of all the seasons, uh, we've seen teams that have gone one loss, right? And then they, they get bounced the first game they play in the playoffs. Packers won a playoff game. Damn it, the Packers just won a playoff game, and we're going to play another one next week. How great is this? It's just so much fun. Yeah, and if you're a Cowboys fan, they must feel a little bit like the Bears fans in a way where it's like, really, we got rid of Rodgers, and now we still can't beat the Packers in the playoff? Really? Uh, and uh, it's just got to be a kind of an eerie feeling where, yeah, Rodgers is gone, but guess what? The next guy came in. And we still own you, uh, at least for another season. So just a beautiful thing. Just, uh, I, I, I don't feel bad for Cowboy fans at all. Um, and while they're not in our division, they're those teams that you just love to beat any chance you can. So, um, Dane, I think that does it though for tonight, folks. Thanks so much for joining us for our instant reaction. We love you. See you Thursday night. Come join us Thursday night, seven 30. Um, as always, be legendary and go pack go. Pack, go. Every year I know we're gonna go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Star. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll leave it with your good luck. Only thing I will say.